You're listening to the Barry Egan Tapes on News Talk. I'm Barry Egan from the Sunday Independent and I'm talking to Liam Cunningham. Liam, thanks for coming in. No bother. Liam, can you take me back to recently you saw a picture of your of your father he was in school when he was at 12 and, and you just, yeah, you're looking at the, the picture year, and you just the, noticed something I about suppose, it? Yeah, it was the end of the year thing, which I suppose in the, yeah, that would have been the 40s, I suppose. So using logic, one would imagine that the, the mummies sent all the boys out in their best bib and tucker. Is that what the word is, isn't it? Bib and tuck? Bib and tucker, I think it is. Anyway, look at their best and their V-necks. And uh, bizarrely, it was like bleachers, you know, there was like three layers of them. And I think my dad was up the back on the right-hand side, but the bizarre thing was, on the front row, I think there was more than half of them um, had bare feet. Um, and that was, uh, he went to, to uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole's in Seville Place, uh, where I went yeah. uh, in the in the 60s. Um, but so, uh, so your dad literally went to school in his bare feet? Yeah, yeah. Well, he used to have a saying that, that uh, uh, when we got, I, which I asked, I, it wasn't until years later because I'd heard it so much that it actually struck me. I said, what the hell does that mean? Uh, when he'd let a roar for you to try and drag you out for, for school in the morning, he'd go, come on, get up, best, uh, first up, best dressed. What does that mean? Uh, well, in his family, um, uh, all the clothes were left in a pile uh, and they would get up in the morning and they'd... Um, uh, whoever got up first got the best clothes, first up, best dressed. Um, but he, he he used to tell me, you know, uh, um, the, the the sheets were flower bags that his mum had sewn together. Old, you know, they used to come in the, as they do in, in the zhuzhi like shops the, the now. Y- the Yorkshire man sketch. It is, yeah, it is a we bit like so that. We were so poor, we had to get up before we'd gone to bed kind of thing. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And yeah, for the gravel for breakfast. That's right, live in the middle, used to lick road clean <laughs> with chung. Yeah, but right. joking aside, like it, it, it was wasn't it? It was a tough, tough enough life. Was it? it was yeah. it his dad fell into a boat, the hull of a boat, and broke his back? That's right. Yeah, he fell. He fell into the hold. Yeah, and which is how my dad, I think, got his job on on the docks. On the Dublin. docks, yeah, because his because his dad, because there was no compensation or anything like that. So the only compensation was, you're useless. We'll take your son. Yeah, yeah. It was rough times. And. You grew up on the North Wall. What was it like for you? I mean, was it? Yeah, it was. All right. I mean, it was. You'd get a few thumps. <laughs> um, it was, was that uh, to get you out of bed. <laughs> no, that was uh, to, to to get you through the school day. Um, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Listen, but uh, you know, at the same time, I was a lot luckier than people who had a huge amount of money who had, who had no love in their families or whatever. I I was surrounded by loving, hardworking parents and 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 siblings that I loved and still do and so I mean for the the lack of uh, foie gras on the table on Sunday lunch um, it was made up for in uh, in great amounts of attention uh, and Was it eight and, and you moved from the inner city to Coolock? Yeah to um, the, 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 the dizzy heights of Coolock yeah. Was that like the countryside Bab? Oh it was unbelievable man it was the first time I was I ran through there was a and uh, it's gone now but there was a uh, a, a nunnery or a monastery or something at the back of the houses. We were in the nice the, the corpo houses McInerney were building, which are still standing because they were married properly, unlike these bleeding drywall pieces of crap they're building now. Um, and uh, and out the back there was I climbed trees for the first time and ran through uh, fields of ripened wheat. Were you having pastoral epiphanies? I, like I, that? I, that's exactly what I was having. Yeah, it was a, it was a, a real eye opener. It was it was countryside, and, and also when we moved out, living in Northwall was for a family with five kids. It was a, a tiny existence, and then we moved out to a 
Was it a bit of a culture shock for you? Um, it was. It was remar- It was remarkably positive. I mean, you know, again, when you're surrounded by a, a good family, you're not. You're not too worried about things. You're, you're, you know, it, it was freedom. It was an adventure and uh, made new friends. And, and the place is cool. It was only half built, at the, if even that. So you had all these half built houses to run around and play soldiers and cowboys and Indians and all that. Wonderful. And w- were you watching movies at that stage? Was there imagination being developed inside you? I, um, oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, movies, you know, as. Uh, uh, I suppose there's a thing, I'm generalising here, but, you know, women talk about their problems. They're very good at talking to each other and giving out and sorting things out, I think. And fellas keep themselves and themselves and keep it for heart attacks when they're 50. Um, How are you getting on? <laughs> I'm, I'm still vertical, but just about. Um, so uh, um, the the uh, the movies and, and TV were a kind of a release and 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 uh, are you uh, saying you're you're better at being other people than you are Liam Cunningham? Well, I don't. Would, would well, your I wife say yeah, that? That'd be other. I think she'd prefer other people as opposed yeah. to me and the gaff. Yeah, yeah. She'd no. when she'd come home and be Davos all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Davos, but maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe a couple of others. Yeah. Now I don't really have a suitcase full of um, fantasy wear or anything like that. But uh, yeah, she tell as as with all. She tolerates me. But yeah. did your dad want you to, uh, was it either get a job in the docks or get a job in the ESB, which you did, obviously? No, no, no. The the, the job in the ESB, uh, I was, because I, I went to St. David's in Artane Secondary School there and uh, not long after it had stopped being a an industrial school. Uh, so when I went there, I was about 11 when I went there. Um, however, uh, I ended up in the ESB because I was walking home with two of my mates and I used to be a, uh, ESB showroom uh, and instead of walking towards our town roundabout they took a left in, into this uh, showroom and picked up two application forms for well they picked up three and handed me one and I put it in my bag and when my ma was going in for me Tupperware in, in, to, to do me lunch she found the application form made me fill it in and that's how I ended up as an electrician <laughs> I wasn't exactly a uh, Mr. Ambition at the time, but you were when you were eighteen. You were a punk. Was it just yeah. docks and a skinhead kind of? I was. Um, I, I I didn't go to. I, I had a I had a bit of a skinhead. Yeah, in the twelve hole docks, and and uh, I used to have to sew me jeans on because I had to rip them every time I put them on to get them over my ankle or my foot. Um, and I, I had a for a very long period of time. I had an ex. Uh, U.S. Air Force full full length um, military green military second hand coat that I bought up in Cable Street. Was that when you, were you still living at home? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was well. I was yeah. I was living at home until I was twenty two. Yeah, yeah. And then I legged it to Africa. But you literally uh, when what was what year was that? Was it nineteen eighty four or something? Uh, when I went to Africa, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you literally you said goodbye to, in the space of a couple of months. You said goodbye to your mother. You emigrated. You got married in a couple like, of weeks, not a couple, couple of, of months. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, February 1984. But you, that was the... You, Broke my mother's heart, yeah. You'd never been on a plane before. Got no, married. I was married before I was on a plane, yeah. Yeah. Mad. It's, it's extraordinary. That was culture shock. Because the, the was it the first time you'd been out of the country was on a motorbike to... I did a week, 19 yeah. to Scotland. I did a week, yeah. On me, on me uh, I'd had... I, uh, I'd just about got the money together for an XT500, uh, but I hadn't quite sold my, my first bike, which was a Suzuki two, EOR 250. Did you go on your own? No, I went with two 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 mates of mine. Was that like Che Guevara going around Argentina? It was absolutely. It was like it was like uh, Neil Armstrong going to the moon for me. Yeah. Uh, and then some swine robbed me robbed me bike, 
Uh, so I ended up going on me knackered two fifty around, and then uh, I got the I did get the XD back, but uh, that was robbed a few days before I was um, before I was supposed to go. Me me uh, pride and joy, me first attempt out of the country. Yeah. And when you told your mother you were getting married, you were leaving the country, did did she say, "Are you sure about this? You're you're only twenty two? Uh, n- n- uh, no, my my mum was great. She's the least interfering uh, pe- person I've ever. Uh, ever come across in my life, especially yeah, she didn't fulfil her Irish mother's brief of of you'd have to run every decision by her. No, um, uh, no, she's she's a remarkable woman, absolutely. I know there was plenty of fields in Kulak, but there was a few more fields out in out in Africa. Just what? Yeah, I was, and I worked in the bush. Yeah, three and a half years out there. There was like thousands of elephants and animals. Oh yeah, well, in a, yeah, for a year. Well, the first two years, I I was very glamorous. I I I was uh, the town I was in was um, basically. An asbestos mine, um, but I worked out in the bush with iron mines and all. But at, right at the end of kind of Main Street, there was a, a huge asbestos mine. With, uh, but a, we were told uh, more, yeah, as they say. But the the asbestos that they mined there was long fibred asbestos. Apparently, they make the uh, the spacesuits for NASA out of uh, out of this particular asbestos. Whether they still do or not, I don't know. Um, um, but the. Uh, yeah, for the last year and a half, then I they changed me to a place called Huangi, which is um, on the border with Botswana, and uh, that's where the national park is, which is the size of Belgium. Yeah. So that was sixteen thousand elephants. And, and what was married life like out there? Um, it it was fabulous. That's what I mean. That's what did your wife do? Uh, oh, she worked. She worked at, uh, for a, a transport. She used to work for the Department of Health here before she went over. And then when she, when she uh, when we went over to Zimbabwe, she she'd got a job working for a, a transport company, kind of coordinating all that. And um, so they'd shift any time that you know the corn harvest came in, all that sort of stuff. She used to do that. So for. you came back four years later. It must have been a, a huge culture shock to go from, from being in a in a place the size of Belgium. Yeah. To coming back, driving a van around Drimner or Dri- something? Back to driving a van, yeah. Yeah, so you, you can imagine when you've got... You Open know, the, spaces. The big five and all that sort of stuff and out in a Land Rover. And, uh, Why did you come back? Um, because they offered me a promotion and an extension and it started to feel like home. And I thought... What's wrong with that? I didn't want two homes because I was worried that whichever one I was in, I was going to want to be in the other one. So I kind of don't. What does that it. say about you? It, it says I'm not very decisive. Yeah. So uh, and uh, evidently I'd well I won't say I'd made the wrong decision, but uh, I came back and then after hopping back into the yellow van, I kind of said to myself, "I can't do this. This is uh, I've done this." It, basically, that's the sentence that went through my head. You've done this already. Um, and uh, after about a month, I I kind of went I need I wasn't brave enough to you know throw my hands up in the air and go I'm going off to be a movie star myself, yeah. I, so I basically was looking for a hobby um, and uh, I'd loved you know I had loved TV and drama and movies and all that sort of stuff and it was an ad on the back of the Irish Times for a, for an acting school and I said I'll have a go with that uh, purely as a distraction and then when I started doing it, after a few weeks, I just went, "What the hell is this?" I fell in love with it. And did you jack in the? the, the no, I did it for I I did me training for two years and. And you still good at it? If there's anything wrong in the house, you can you can fix it. No, I've, I've rewired the house. Yeah, one well, not for a long time. My, my tools are very rusty at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I uh, yeah, there is still a 
toolbox. Can somewhere. you remember the first time you, you performed on stage? Well, I, I remember the horror of it. Uh, you, when we were in school, they, they they thought it was a good idea, which of course it is. To 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 we, I think there was a lot of old age pensioners that were brought in kicking and screaming uh, up in front of these students, and I went up and basically told a joke, and I I, I nearly collapsed with the nerves. It was absolutely horrific. Um, um, which happened professionally to me a couple of times. That I is that good for you? Do you feel no? It's not. It's not good for you because it, what happens is you 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 err on the side of caution. You don't take chance. Well, I mean that's why they have with plays. They have not just rehearsals, but they have previews. Is to get um. It's a ver- it's a very strange thing, especially when you're doing a play, uh, because the play completely changes what what you've been doing in the room in front of a director and whatever. Uh, when you do finally put it in front of an audience, it's like it's like a, another character has shown up in the play. Yeah, because there's a, a huge energy in the room. From are, are you ever shocked in a good way that stuff comes out of you when you're acting? Oh well, it, well, if you're in a right place and it, it's a bit, you know, I think it's a bit like doing sculpture or painting or something like that, or that you get, you know, this thing called the muse occasionally shows up. It's not any any way at your behest or anything like that but what you do is you tr- try and do the work you try and sink yourself emotionally into a into a piece or your or your character or whatever and then is that uh, method acting or is mm, no 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 I don't this method business is I don't have much time for it to be honest but you wouldn't have said that to De Niro if he was sitting here I think he must smack in the mouth <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't really do the method either. There's a, there's very few of them do. It's a, it's an indulgence. But you do. I mean, it's hard work. You you put yourself. It's it's a bit like you know. I about to go back to the painting thing. I mean, if you're gonna, you could be the best painter in the world and be handed a brush and you don't have the technique. You don't. You know. You how, how do we? You know. Apply colors, layers. There's loads of things, uh, technique wise, you've got to do. And and when you have a good handle on technique, then then sometimes um, uh, the muse arrives, whatever you want to describe it as. And does is the muse kind of a frightened to, to appear sometimes when the phone hasn't rung for like what's the longest the phone hasn't hasn't rung between jobs? Oh, I got in terrible trouble with the taxman years ago. After it was, uh, I'll tell you when it was. It was two thousand seven. After the the Barley movie. Yeah, because I I I I was on my artistic high horse. I mean, we'd won the Palm d'Or. We'd. For the wind that shakes the barley, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and I said, I'm 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 digging my heels in here. I'm going to wait for the next good thing to come in. Uh, but of course, when I was doing that, I, and yeah, you have to remember, for a number of years, eleven years, I'd I'd get a Manila envelope on a Friday, and that's what my money was. I wasn't used to having a large pot of money for one, maybe two months of the year, yeah, and then nothing for ten months. Yeah, and, and the idea of having to spread out that it just doesn't it still doesn't uh, so when you said well something like that obviously the universe is going to give you a major kick in the box oh, of course it's <laughs> always the way isn't it it's always the way to, to uh, put manners on you so I, I made the uh, very clever decision to spend my tax money because uh, I didn't have any uh, and then uh, they sent the boys around uh, for about ten years, did I they was, let you keep your children? Uh, they, 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 yeah, they. they uh, that's why I didn't have any more children because they, they had dibs on the next one that was. But did, to did you do any awful movies during that period to try and pay it off? Well, we, I mean, we've all got to pay our bills, Barry. You know what I mean? I mean, you're talking to me now here because not because you like me. It's no, a, I don't you've, like you've, you at you've all. children to <laughs> feed. Uh, I've never done complete and utter feces. Uh, I've I've tried to. Uh, uh, do st- if, if if I had to pay the bills, I tried to do something. Uh, you know, but on a more serious note, yeah. Cyril Con- Connolly said about the 
the enemy of creativity is the, is the pram and the hall. You you had two kids. Does that make it too more difficult to? Of course it does. I, 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 the difficult thing is uh, saying no to stuff that might pay when you have very little in the bank and uh, the guilt attached to that because your wife and child uh, and you've got bills to pay, mortgage to pay and food to put on the table and you're basically saying... Uh, could you indulge me here, uh, my my artistic pursuit? And uh, when you're from the uh, you know quintessential blue collar chip on the shoulder working class thing, it's it's hard. It's you have to be slightly schizophrenic about it uh, because you're not only rely, reliant on your artistic uh, ambition, but you're also relying on 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 good luck to come in and and, uh, and did your wife say to you when you were thinking of packing in the, say in the early years yeah when maybe the work wasn't flying in yeah. and you packed in your job did she say look was this a never girl? did that no yeah. that's why I'm still with her I was going to say that yeah 35 years later and still in the same house still in the same house yeah you yeah. never never tempted to move to Beverly Hills after Game of Thrones I've been to Beverly Hills <laughs> that's why I still live in Dublin <laughs> but what about I'm sure has it reached the stage where there's tour buses outside your house? No, you know, they wouldn't. Know. That's pointing I, down at I have, a, I have a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll shoot them. Um, now I have a, I've, I've agents and managers that are in that live in Los Angeles, so I don't have to. Yeah, it's a lovely place to visit, but it's a bit like, uh, you know, for, what do they make in Dagenham? They make Ford. It's a bit like living in Dagenham. You know, I don't want to live in the factory. How long will it be before you can do a role, no matter what you play? And people won't say, "Well, that's that's your man from Game of Thrones." And, and, and listen, Game of Thrones will be on my headstone, I'd say. But, but, but you know what I mean. It, it, here's the weird thing: I'm 25. Are you deliberately not playing roles and tearing down roles that are a bit I, like him? You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm refusing any uh, movies where the costumes don't bend. Yeah, you want so, to do stuff in the kind of what century? You know? Yeah, I'm trying to keep away. From, I'm trying to get roles now that don't need a beard. Yeah. So, uh, what kind of actor is is Liam Cunningham? Jesus, that's a good question. I I've no idea. I I I genuinely don't know what I is because you're I Irish. Do they expect that you've kind of extra. I don't really play Irish very much. But no, because you you are an Irish person. Do oh, they yeah. see you as more of a tortured? There's all sorts of, of cliches, you know. We see. I I don't know. It, it, no, it's it's gone a bit. It's a bit more international now. It's a bit more global village, I suppose. Um, the weird thing, I suppose, that's happened with the Game of Thrones thing, uh, which apart from being delightful that I that I can now pay my bills without a sphincter tightening, uh, moment of uh, yeah. of uh, let's see what I can do uh, for the moment, um, is that every everybody on the show uh, their stock has gone up. I mean, you have to remember, there's quite a few of them have never done anything before, and now they're in the some of them, and I'm not included in that, are in the multi million uh, dollar. Uh, thing you're not minted then though. No? I'm certainly far from minted. I, I'm I, not the tax man. It's no, fine. No, I, I'm. I normally travel by dart. Um, I can't. I t- actually, I took a cab today. That's a huge luxury to be in a cab. From I never get into a cab without thinking this is a real luxury. Do you have the working class thing with stuff like that? It's a waste of money. Your dad would be saying it is a waste you... of money. Yeah. Uh, oh, my dad kill me uh, if he knew I was taking uh, taking the cabs that I do. I think he probably would. Did he get to see you? I know, was it the passion machine? He Didn't he go? And... I brought him along to was that. Was he smoking at that? I'll tell you what happened. I, I went up to see him because uh, it was the first thing that he, he decided to to, uh, to to go and see. And the only reason, because it was studs, it was about Sunday morning football. So I thought it might be accessible. 
Uh, and when I walked in, I was trying to make sure that they'd make it on time. That's not like, you know, you can't walk in the middle of it. I was I had to explain the uh, the rules and regulations like going to theatre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like a movie. Uh, and when I walked in, my mum gave me the nod and said, look at him. And he was on the roll-ups at the time, which eventually killed him. And he had his tin and he was rolling up. And I looked at the tin and there was about 25 uh, rolled up cigarettes and I said what are you what are you rolling them all up for and he looked at me <laughs> in all sincerity and he said to me well I'm hardly going to be able to roll them in the bleeding dark am I <laughs> and I said dad you can't smoke in the theatre and he goes what and he he very nearly didn't go because he couldn't smoke in the theatre what did you inherit from him well I'd like to think that well, it depends on other people to decide how decent or not that I am but he, he was a decent bloke and he was um, there wasn't a bad bone in his body. He was fond of a gargle, and I keep my eye on that because uh, I'm. Well, thank God, I'm not particularly fond, and I'm a cheap date. I fall over after a few. Uh, but he, uh, but the bit of redundancy money that he got, he blew on gargle. Um, How was that like from your for your mum? Again, she wasn't an. In, she's the most incredible woman. She she would never kind of stand up. But she gave him the odd box. But she was five foot one. He what's it like for your? I mean, your wife. You've been together thirty. Five years or thereabouts. Yeah. What's it like for her? Are you you're away a lot, and when you're home, are you upstairs looking out the window, thinking about work? And no, it's it's kind it's kind of a, a, a you know. It's, it's, I mean, to be it's not to like be being fair married to, to Hammers, her, is it? <laughs> to, to, to be fa- to be fair to her, she didn't sign up for this. You know, yeah. uh, she married an electrician, um, and it wasn't until we were when I decided to go. It's a bit of a cosmic joke, isn't it? She married an electrician and she ends up with you. Ends up with some bleeding agent <laughs> off the telly, yeah. But no, she's didn't very, say that. No, she's, no, but she, she, she's, she's very private. She does, she's no interest in it. Um, and the last time she went to a, a premiere with me was about 25 years ago. And just and when it was all the cameras around, people roaring. She just, um, she absolutely felt like, there's not much point in me being here. You're working. And she made the executive decision that, decision that I'm not going to any of these anymore. What goes to your head if you're... Do you have dark nights of the soul? Do you have kind of midnight moments and wondering about life and all that kind of stuff? I, well, I did for, for, a number, for a number of years because I was... I was I, I mean, we were literally living hand to mouth. I had the sheriff at the door and all that sort of thing. And, uh, because I, of the tax thing? Yeah, because yeah, there was many times that I was touch and go that I could pay any bills, and 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 it's a really difficult thing. And and there's a lot of people out there that are still convinced the oafs that are still convinced that actors used to be tax free and all that sort of stuff. And actors never were, um, because um, uh, fellas who wrote ads and people who write soaps, they're ta- they were tax free. Uh, but actors weren't because we weren't uh, we regarded as actors, but they only gave tax benefits to creative artists. In other words, a fellow with a paintbrush or a or a chisel and a hammer or somebody writing ads. Believe yeah. it or not, um, actors were always considered interpretive, so we were outside the loop. Uh, so we weren't didn't get any. So we used to pay the same tax as everybody else. But people are convinced that. So were you, were you broke nil. for years then? <laughs> yeah, I was broke. Yeah, for about twenty five years, I was broke. Um, occasionally, if I'd had a good year, I'd so be, it's a twenty-five year overnight success. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and then uh, and I and I get accused all the time of it's all right for you when I'm giving it because I do the stuff I do for refugees and all that, and asking people to give money to charity, and they go, yeah, it's all right for you in your gated community in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of going, yeah, sure, whatever. 
Um, I but mean, when you're walking home in Colester, do you, do you get people doing double takes? You know? uh, it, it, it is. It, you get them on the dirt. Yeah, going. That's that, that's the blog. Yeah, yeah. Because because uh, they they choose to believe that because you're in the biggest show on the planet that you must be you know bringing home your wages and suitcases and stuff. It's it's incredibly stupid. Well, it's naive, shall we say, not stupid. But you. You weren't killed in the end. Is it going to be like JR coming back in in, in a dream? Somebody yeah, having a shower. Having a shower, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's all done. That's all done. They're actually they've just started. I believe they've just started shooting uh, the this the it's tough to call it a prequel, but the show they're doing, which is set in Westeros, where Game of Thrones was set, uh, they're doing a um, a thing that I think I hear it's set hundreds of years before our story. So. Yeah. So it's not directly connected. What, what, what of your work are you most proud of? Ooh, um, well, as regards the Irish stuff, the winner checks the barley is incredibly important. I think that's um, definitely part of the cultural landscape of of, of what we have here and and, and hunger uh, that I did that thing with Michael Fassbender. I did you, you both both won a BAFTA for that, didn't you? No, 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 uh, no. We won a BAFTA for for a short that we produced together. Uh, uh, and we're in that was shot by an artist fella called Robbie Ryan who does old Ken Loach's stuff now uh, a black and white thing uh, we, we got the BAF, we got the BAFTA for that for best best short yeah um, um, you describe Ken Loach as a kind of militant Trotskyite yeah. what's your own politics uh, oh I would definitely be left of centre I, I would uh, yeah, yeah as I like to say to be mates I'm saving up to be a capitalist but yeah. I, I'm I I don't think I don't think you can be an actor. Actors deal with humanity and the human condition and all that sort of thing. And if if you're a right wing actor, then you're not an actor. You, you you can't be. It's 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 part of the job description that you're a bleeding heart liberal, um, because the human beings are our meat and potatoes and and how they think and how they how their lives are destroyed and how their happiness and love and, and, and the human condition. So and and if if you're interested in human beings at all, you can't be right wing. Um you're you're uh, if you're right wing and, and a neoliberal um low life scumbag, then um then you're bordering on sociopath as far as I'm concerned. You're, it's about greed. Uh, I don't have a lot of time for the trickle down economics and all that. It's been proven statistically, economically, as to be complete and other bullshit. It, presumably, that's why you don't work in the the the, um, the centre of the capitalist machine of, of the world, Hollywood. Yeah, I, that's exactly it. I don't. The headquarters of HBO is in New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do. Somebody said to me once, "If you want to change the system, you have to do it from within." But I'm not trying to change anything. But but if you look, even Game of Thrones is about the nature of power. It's about the corrupting nature of power. It's it's actually quite left leaning if you if you look at it, because everybody in it is uh, certainly the 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 uh, the people chasing are very right wing, uh, to the extent that they put people on fire, burn them, start wars, all that. What sort kind of, of man stuff. is is Davos? Davos it, it was a man, it was a small-time thief uh, uh, who found himself in a nest of vipers. Are we noticing a pattern here? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to say. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he was a guy, but but found himself with a responsibility to try and tell, tell um, and he is a, a conciliary. He's kind of a Tom Hagen character, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Um, and what kind of man is 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 Liam Cunningham then? I d- listen, I've no idea. I'm a work in progress. I'm as I like to say occasionally. I'm I'm an actor until I decide what I want to do with my life. And um, if you had stayed, did you ever wish that during that black time 
mm. taxman and all that, you'd ever wish you'd stayed in the ESB. Oh, there's always t- yeah, or stayed in Africa. Um, Sounds like the blissful life. Well, I go I go back to Africa. So I've worked in Africa loads, and I this is one of the gorgeous things about the job. You get you get to go back. I was in I was in I was in South Africa for a month before Christmas working and. Do you ever go back to the people you would have met when you I, were? I was trying to go back. The, the last job I did, uh, um, for 30 odd years, I, I've been, I've had an ambition to drive from Cape Town to Dublin uh, on a bike, on a motorbike. I've been trying to do it and every time I get scuppered or every time I try and do it, I haven't got the money for the motorbike. Um, and I've been trying trying to do it and I tried to just get back to my old depot in, in a place called Zvishavani, which I spent two and a half, two years in. Um, and I, because I wanted to go to the to, to national park as well, and then the, they had a huge storms and and flooding and all sorts of stuff, and I'd only got a brief window, uh, in my shooting schedule, uh, so I couldn't make it. So I've been trying to get back, and I've also been trying to do that big bike journey. But I'm kind of the one you did when you were nineteen. Did you ever find out who robbed your bike? Uh, no, it was found in a field somewhere, but I, I didn't get him. I didn't get the guy. No, I'm still looking for him. I have a bounty out for him. He yeah. will be mine. Oh yes. But for someone who was first time ever on a plane with 22, you, you, your life seems to be living on planes ever since. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's a bit. I'm a bit guilty about the ecology of that. But I, until they until they invent a, a very strong catapult, yeah. I won't. I'm, I'm gonna still have to still have to do it. I'll get on planes. Well, look, Liam. Thanks for coming in. Cheers, Barry. Thanks for having me.